back for round two, Mr. Walt Kelly from up in Fayetteville, Arkansas. My, my dogs beat your hogs this weekend, so y'all are both uh, winless in the last couple rounds. Good morning, Clay. <laughs> Good yeah, morning. that one hurt. We we just fired our offensive coordinator over over that game. I'll tell you, we KJ Jefferson from Mississippi is yeah. our quarterback. I believe he'll play on Sunday. I, I do too. I, I love KJ. God, he's a great kid. He can fall down for a six yard pickup. He's just he, he's so electric and fun to watch. But I mean, I'm a Razorback fanatic, and somehow. I don't know. I guess the good Lord was looking out for me because I just missed that game, and I was like, oh, I'm going to Google, you know, what time the Hogs play today. I mean, we, we almost beat Alabama, and I, I Googled it up, and it said 7-3. to three. I said, oh, it just started. No, that, that was it. Walt, it I, was- I did the same thing. I missed the whole game. I, I, cl- I cut it on. It was like 7-3. to three. I said, what is it, halftime maybe? And it's like, no, the game was over. I was like, "What the heck?" I mean, look, we should. I know we won, but we should have fired our offensive coordinator too. Good Lord! I mean, yeah, our defense hasn't been able to stop anybody this year. It reminds <laughs> reminds me of the Mississippi State Auburn the three two game from years ago. Oh God, I think I remember something <laughs> about that. At least we won this one, I guess. So yeah, the the Astros and Rangers are out scoring that game. Absolutely. Well, look, man, I get all the pleasantries out the way. Walt, we had a lot of. We had a lot of feedback from our show from Thursday, man, on both sides. I know some people reached out to you. Uh, I've had some some colorful comments in my in my comment sections from folks. So uh, we, we're definitely hitting a nerve with some people. Yeah, I've had them just just notifications are are hitting me right now from uh, some um, some of your listeners. We'll say um, coming after uh, some of my commenters. Um, I, and, and let's get this out of the way, and, and I want to make it clear. And please, people, press record on your on your podcast recorder. There, the people that say some of these awful, awful things with with what you and I were just talking about, Clay, before we got on. You know, some of the comments and in, in, in that little thing that we were discussing. Yes, they're way over the top. But you know, there's people. There's people on my side of the fence that are ready to to string up some of the MFers that are saying those terrible things, you know, and 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 none of that's okay, you know. The talks of violence, the talks, uh, the the over the top racism, any of that stuff isn't okay, and I think we both can agree on that. And and that's not the majority of the people, you know. You and I got to share my uh, correspondence with somebody that I just told you was, was wonderful. They started out telling me a, uh, a really awful thing, and I came back with them civil and, and, and told them thanks for the input and all that. We ended up becoming friends over the deal, you know? Yeah, I think I think what it is, I think a lot of times people really do want to talk to and have a conversation with people that I will just say for the sake of arguing disagree with. And they don't know how to do it, so they just they, they they feel like the first words have to be confrontational, and they don't. And uh, you did a good job of talking that back and turning that into a, a reasonable conversation. Uh, tell me this before we we did it late in this last show. Tell people how to find you on TikTok. I, I got your TikTok address wrong, and I want to make sure we get it right. 
Well, all that stuff, you know, technology's passing people our age up, but uh, you and I are kind of figuring out this TikTok deal. You got a video yesterday that's blowing up. Um, but it says Walt Kelly here, but the, the little at sign that they've got there is Walt Co Act. W A L T C O A C T. Nice. So I've kind of got that after Walt. I've got the CEO for community organizer, and then I put the act at the end for activism. Walt Co Act. W A L T C O A C T. Got it. That's yeah, on TikTok. Like on YouTube, it's it's a W, a capital W, a capital C, and a capital A. Got it. All right, let's jump in, Walt. I discovered you, like a lot of people in this area, uh, as the we'll just refer to it as the Goon Squad because that's what they call themselves. As the Rankin County Goon Squad stuff was beginning to make some waves, so this is before the arrest and everything. Uh, and you were very outspoken at a time where a lot of people were not ready to be. A lot of people didn't really know the extent of what had been going on. And uh, you were one of the first to jump in that I saw publicly anyway and really take the Sheriff's Department to task. What was your motivations, man? How did you get involved in all that? Well, uh, I was in Mississippi. I would, I would make some trips there to... Uh, uh, fighting for justice for for various people uh, who had who had lost their life to police violence, and uh, some of them were white people too, uh, but predominantly uh, black humans. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and say something that, that that might explain some people, but it's just kind of a reality. As far as it, it feels like there's a genocide on black life going on down there, and we've got it here in Arkansas, too, and it's throughout the South, but uh, the numbers were just out of control. Well, uh, a mother got a hold of me and uh, just wanted wanted to tell me her, her story, and it turns out I'd had the, the terrible picture of what, what the police did to him. It was, it was Hunter Elward. Another deputy, Luke Stickman, who who has resigned over at the Rankin County Sheriff's Department. He was a member of the, I can't say goon squad, I can say special response team, but I'm assuming goon squad. Um, I don't I don't know enough about him. Besides, I know that he was a part of the the murder of of Damian Cameron, July 26, 2021. You know, and um, five. Five people lost their their lives in a in a string of of five, of eight months there at the Rankin County Sheriff's Department in 2021. Two of them in custody. Corey Jackson was a white man that that lost his life in the Rankin County uh, Detention Center. Um, he was having a mental health crisis. He was naked in a restraining chair, and 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 you and I both know, Clay, that restraining chairs don't kill people. Um, regardless. So I, before, before the incident happened on January 24th in Braxton, it it was in Braxton, right? Correct. Okay. Before the incident happened in Braxton to Michael Cordy Jenkins and Eddie Terrell Parker, I was calling Hunter Elward a serial killer. And, 
And I guess that kind of struck a nerve with a lot of people around the country. They're like, there's this guy calling this cop a serial killer over in Mississippi. And then all the, you know, I could not understand how I thought it was such a liability to have this man and then hear stories about, started hearing stories about Christian Deadman, started hearing stories about Brett McAlpin. And then when that happened with the Goon Squad, the names start to rumor out and they start to match up. And you're like, well, my gosh, we've been warning them of this. And, and look what's happened to these, these great humans, Michael and Eddie. And damn it, if they just would have listened to us, we could have avoided this. If they just would have listened to Damien's mom, you know, they, they did that to Damien Cameron in front of her. And, and she, she, she could be the sweetest human I've ever met in my life. And, and an inc- incredible mother loves her son and is fighting for him every day of her life. Uh, still to this day, and you know they—he didn't make it to the police car out alive. Let, let me ask you this: you know, I, I got to play devil's advocate a little bit here because I know the listeners are probably punching their steering wheels right now. <laughs> um, the two people that that um, which, which one did you say was a serial killer? Hunter Elworth. Elworth, thank you. Sorry, I, I get all the names kind of confused a little bit. Hunter Elworth. Now he's the one but, who also put put the gun in the mouth of Michael Corey Jenkins and pulled the trigger. Okay. So, sans that, let's just go back a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll work our way to that. Sans that, do you don't think there's just a possibility that these two deaths that he was involved in couldn't have just been kind of like what we talked about Thursday, a situation of people kind of not, not people that refuse to stop resisting? You know, I mean, I hate to just go to the effing around and finding out thing because I, I want to be real serious here this morning. You don't yeah. think these could be situations of guys not complying, not guys guys re- con- continuing to resist arrest, and then because you know once once you once you get into that and it turns into a kind of a brawl between the officer and the perp. Or I hate to I, I hate being rude about people that are deceased, but I can't think of a better way to say it. We'll say it, the perpetrator and the cop. Well, a lot of people say suspect, suspect. And, and and my my immediate comeback to that is why why we wouldn't call the cop the suspect if he's the one murdering them. But go ahead, I'll let you finish. Well, I'm kind of I kind of am finished. I mean, well, they were the suspect in the sense that the cop got called out there for some type of interaction. So they they were the suspect of whatever the cause of the call not, was. Not always, uh, and 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 let's separate a call from. It's, it's very important. It's very important. And the things we talked about on Thursday, you, you can bring this up, too, you know, with, with Rihanna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. And, um, you know, we can talk about it with, with Michael Corey Jenkins and Eddie Parker. We can talk about it with both of them, John and Dallas. Remember Amber? Geiger is the little blonde cop that walked into his apartment on the floor above hers. He was sitting there playing Nintendo, and he was shot and killed. Yeah, no, um, I'm with you. On, I'm with you on all that, and we'll we'll, we'll unpack all that over over what time. What I'm trying here, but... to say on all these cases is, everyone, you and I, we all have civil rights, and in every effing single one of these cases, their civil rights are broken. And that's got to be a big deal. 
because the cops have to follow some of that stuff. We we spend all that time talking about these people taking some responsibility for what happened because we can come up with something they did wrong. Why aren't we looking at the cops that do it to them? They're the ones who took their life. We are, we are. When we do that, we're we're saying if we say um, if we say that Ahmad Arbery deserved what he did, or he was over there at the house stealing that stuff. Oh, he might have been wearing the jeans and boots. You know, stuff that people want to justify it so bad. They want to say killing a black man is okay so bad that we'll come up with things like that, the jeans and the boots, that, you know, when in fact that their civil rights are broken and we are allowing then these cops to be judge, jury, and executioner, and we have a set of laws here. We do need law and order in this country. And the way we get law and order is by the cops to start following, respecting that Constitution that they take an oath to protect us with, and they're not doing it. They're breaking civil rights, and they're breaking, violating people's civil rights to death. All right, so back back to Elward. I want to stay on Rankin County. Back, back, yep. to, back to Elward. Uh, mm-hmm. the, so there's a, a set of white guy that was having a mental health issue they got killed. I think I remember. Well, that wasn't Hunter Elward. Okay. That, that was in the Rankin County Jail. Now, he might have been there. I don't know the names. Uh, Rankin County Sheriff's Department uh, uh, destroyed some of the surveillance from, from the jail. Imagine that. Okay. So you, when you, you, you called Elward a serial killer, to, uh-huh. who, who, who all had he killed, according to, you, according to what you know? Um, I think there's a lot more, but I've got. Damian Cameron, um, which is a, a, a real, a real brutal, heinous, heinous crime death. Uh, basically, a, a lot of the same things that were happening to those young men in, in Braxton uh, happened to him. He did. He did not live through it. Um, and Pierre Woods, which uh, in, in 2019, now Pierre Woods. Uh, evidently did have have a firearm whether or not he had it a lot of that's muddied and then all these like oh by the way did you look up steve perkins over there in decatur alabama like you said you would is that the guy that got i actually wrote her name down here hold on i wrote and i don't know if we were the talking one about the same that, one that truck was mistakenly being reposed no no i missed that one but i did i thought that the leonard allen cure was the one you were talking about and I did watch that one, and that I guy, did, that I guy, did bring that up. Ooh, that's a good case for us to discuss. That later guy, because that's and found how out. we can. That's how we can discuss some of some of these issues there. Wait, hold on, hold, clearly Walt, what he was doing. Walt, hold that thought. We, we, we got to take our break. We got to take a break. Hold that thought. Oh, you're good. We'll be right back with Walt Kelly. We got to get back to the Hunter Elworth thing. We can't call a guy yep. a serial killer and just leave it like that without any uh, without any confirmation. Yeah, I want to pick back we got up there. Some good stuff going on here. All right, good deal. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. This segment is going to be brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto, located right there on Highway 49 South in Florence, Mississippi. Big white building, big red sign. Swing by for all of your automotive repair needs. Whether you got a check engine light on that you need diagnosed, a brake job, or an entire new engine, 
A1 Gear and Auto can do it all. But what they specialize in is your ring and pinions, your gears, your transfer case, all that good stuff on the bottom side of your vehicle. The only thing they don't work on is diesel engines. They'll, uh, they'll get you a professional for that, get you a specialist for that. But, uh, man, I, I had this conversation over the weekend. If you're going to go on and put some big wheels and tires on your vehicle, you need to get the upgraded hubs, especially, you know, big 24s, 26s, and stuff like that with these big tires. And factory, the, the factory hubs and factory gears, they are not built for that kind of stress. They can break. A wheel can come off. Anything can happen. Prevent that by going by A1 Gear and Auto and getting that stuff taken care of on the front end. Plus, you know, what's the point in having a big truck if you can't use the four-wheel drive? They can get all that rolling for you over there at A1 Gear and Auto. All right, on the phone here, I've got Mr. Walt Kelly. He is a uh, community activist, a BLM supporter, and whatnot, uh, and he's uh, from Fayetteville, Arkansas. We've been chatting it up. He's very, he's very, he's fired up about what's going on in Rankin County. We left off uh, with an accusation that one of the one of the Rankin County deputies that was involved in the Goon Squad Six was a, suggested that he was a, a serial killer. And I'm making the point that you know, I know it ended very bad for him, and I know. What happened there was a was a terrible terrible lapse of judgment, but I'm I'm not ready to to say that Hunter Elwood was a was a serial killer. I mean I I know I know several other cops that have had multiple people die in their custody, and the cops yeah. are 100 percent not in the wrong. So I, I, I'm still going to tend to lean now his track record and all you know, later on it does look bad. I, I'm not going to sit here yeah. and say it doesn't because what happened in that house in Braxton that night was uncalled for on every level. But I'm not going to sit here and say that every incident, I've just seen it too much. I've seen too many times where these, and I, I'm, I'm just going to say it, where these, these black kids get to fighting and arguing with the police and they take whatever would have been a simple arrest and they turn it into a life or death situation because I don't know if it's a, if it's a fight or flight type thing. They're scared and they just they feel like they're going to die if they don't get away. Then they, dang it, if they don't end up dying or being abused while they're in the situation because they resisted. Because, you know, the resisting is where it turns into a my life or your life situation, the way the cops look at it. And I'm not a cop. I don't want to speak for them. But you see a lot of cops get killed, too. And, man, I just, I hate going back to the F around and find out. But that's really what it is. I can't think of a better way to describe it. Every now and then, man, I've been pulled over. And there's been times I wanted to cuss somebody out because I felt like I was being punked. And talk, to, talk down to like I was a punk. And I just had to bite it, man, because, I, you know what, getting home to my family, being able to get up and go to work the next day, having my freedom meant more to me than not being emasculated on the side of the road. You know, so I just, I just kind of wanted to say there about that. Uh, you there? Well, well Clay, I want to I wanna say that I think, I think it's so dangerous for us to get back to the resisting if we don't look at what got them to the point of resisting, if we don't look at the civil rights and, and stuff like that. And what we say, and remember, the people that we're talking about in these situations are people that cannot defend themselves because they're gone. They are gone. So it's and, – and, and to, to bring up the serial killer there – which uh, you are right, you are right to challenge that and to say, hold on, hold on, that's a lot. 
but you got to understand what I'm pushing back against. I'm pushing back against copaganda. And copaganda is the messages that they put out that goes into your head that causes you to say these black kids resisting, the ones who don't comply, the ones who, you know, um, again, we can't come back to saying it's okay that we have cops going around if if somebody didn't get on the ground fast enough when I told them to, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill them. You no, know, well, I, I want to say and, this too. You know, you talk about propaganda. I think it comes from the the left wing media as well, convincing uh, young black kids, young black men, that they've got a better chance of being killed on the side of the road than they do of driving off every time they get pulled over. Because at the end of the day, based on the amount of police engagements, interactions there are with people versus how many people get killed in these incidences, it is, you've got about a better chance of winning the lottery than you do of having one of these situations happen to you. Yeah, boy, that's a sad statement, but you're right. They, um, you you may not be hearing me right, because I I can't imagine you think I'm right about this. I, I thought you were saying you got a better chance at winning the lottery than you do surviving if you, no, uh, then you drive do, away. Yeah, you, you've got a better chance of, of winning the lottery than you do of getting killed on the side of the road by a cop. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it really, it happens so rarely. Now, we ha- you, you get a few, you get a rash of it here and there, you get these incidents, and because it's a 24-hour news cycle, social media, uh, people like yourself, people like me, you know, that 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 put this kind of content out there and it exasperates it. And it makes people think that this is all that's going on is every time somebody gets pulled over. I've had lots of uh, conversations with law enforcement over the years. I'm, I have a friend of mine that's the chief of police here locally. And I asked him the same question, like from the law or brought the same topic up from a law enforcement perspective. Do they think that all of this national media coverage is stoking fear in black folks when they pull them over and are they realizing, and I'm trying to be as respectful as possible here, Walt, I'm like, do, do they, do you, are you seeing a, a raise of temperature? You know, people acting nervous because they're freaking out from what they see on the news and then the cops get freaked out and it's just this bad situation that could have just been a speeding ticket or just a ticket for a blinker. And they're saying, you know, somebody's freaked out and think they're about to get killed because they're getting pulled over by a white cop and then all hell breaks loose. And yeah, he, he tended, he tended to agree. He said, man, it, it, you know, it's just the media, you take a few of the bad incidences and you blow them up to this nuclear level and it, there's going to be a trickle down effect. And it's going to be in the engagement of normal folks with, with cops. Well, I think we also need to look at the raw numbers. See, this, this is where we, we for sure differ. I don't think there's enough attention brought to it. The fact that last year more people were killed by police, white people too. Uh, more white people were killed last year than, than in the history of, of when they've been keeping track of it. And we're on pace to beat that this year. The problem's getting worse. And, and, and the crime numbers are not. And as far as the amount of police getting killed by, by people, it's more dangerous to be a pizza delivery guy than it is to be a cop. And, and, and that's fact. No, look at the numbers. No, no. I'm, I'm going to put. I'm going to push back there. You can go. You can go Google the most dangerous jobs. Cop is one. Tow driver is two. Believe it or not, I don't know where pizza delivery guy Those falls are the in two on there. Together at the Clay Perkins deal, there. Uh, it's 
Last year, it was more dangerous to be an elementary school student after what happened at Uvalde. No, no, Hell, there were there were over four hundred cops at Uvalde. They were safe and sound while they heard children screaming for their life and getting slaughtered in a in a, a bunch of ten year olds. It's more dangerous to be an elementary student. These cops are, are are killing people in the name of officer safety, and 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 to tie back into what I was saying about the serial killer. I'm pushing back against that that propaganda, and 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 we're going back to Rankin County with this. But both of John, who was in his apartment, what the cop said after that, after she walked into that house and shot him over ten times while he was playing Nintendo on his couch, the first statement from police was they found a gram of marijuana in his kitchen, and his. Civil rights, Clay, your civil rights, Brianna Taylor sleeping in her home. If Maude Ar- Arbery jogging, if there's a white guy jogging down the road and they killed him like that, it's going to be a news story or sleeping in their house or playing Nintendo. Not just your civil rights. Somebody broke into his home. She broke into his home. I know, and then executed him. I know, and look, we we could spend hours breaking down all these national stories, and, yes, and I get it. I do. I get it. There, there, there's terrible situations out there, but I want to try to stay on topic with Rankin County today. And I and I've got some. Te- I, I got some texts and some and some Bring questions. Bring us back home. I got some texts from some of our listeners. We got to take a break real quick. We're running a little behind schedule. When we come back, we're going to sh- jump straight to the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. If y'all got any questions or comments for Walt, shoot a text. I've heard the phone ringing. Guys, I'm not going to take any calls today. Uh, I'm just afraid that it'll, it, we will get so far off the tracks that we won't be able to get back on. We ain't got but about 20 minutes left for Walt. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We got Walt Kelly on the line here. Walt, I gotta, I gotta punch back at a few things that you said there in that last, that last segment. I, um, I think to a man, most people agree that what happened with the police there in Uvalde was screwed up. But it was a trans nut job loaded up on SSRIs that killed those kids, n- not the police. Yeah. So yeah. same, same in Nashville. You know, they still haven't let us see the transafesto. Of the of the Nashville tranny that that killed the that killed all those kids. So the po- the police didn't kill these didn't kill these kids. While uh, they, did they screw up in Uvalde? Was that potentially some type of false flag type scenario to to try to accomplish something? There's a lot of weird stuff about that Uvalde. I mean, when I say false flag, I don't mean it didn't happen. I mean, was it intent? Was it intentionally let to happen? Does if that makes sense? I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff about that. What them cops did standing out in that hallway, it don't make sense. None of it. So, uh, But we could do a whole other show on that. Also, let's see here. I, I was just looking at one thing. I had some numbers pulled up. Uh, Eric sent over and said, uh, USA Today says 64 cops were shot and killed. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. According to this article, 61 cops were shot and killed on duty. I don't remember hearing about 61 elementaries being, you know, elementary students, I mean, teachers being killed. So uh, it is, in fact, more dangerous to be a cop than an elementary teacher. Uh, I think, look, I think teachers should be armed if they, if they choose to be. Yeah, teacher. You know. So uh, let's see here. Back to Rankin County. 
Here's a question I got. Let, let, let's skip forward a little bit as we as we get kind of wind down time here. Michael Corey Jenkins. What's the other fellow's name? Eddie Terrell Parker. Eddie Parker. Yeah. All right. A lot. A lot of the stuff that people are hearing here on the ground in Rankin County is. You know, this is clear. This was not their first time, and I'm gonna give you a chance to do some myth busting or however you want to look at this. They're saying these guys were were trouble. They were uh, a threat to the community. They 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 had constantly having the cops called on them. That that house, that two dead bodies were discovered there. Um, at one point, or two people were killed there in that house at one point. So there's a there, there's a lot of stuff. Again, none of that justifies what the cops did that night, and I want to make sure I'm clarifying that. But something led them to that to take it to that extreme, other than the assumption that that these were just two black guys messing with some white girl and somebody got mad. Because that that that's the feels like that's the picture that's being painted. That's 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 what happened. We got to go with civil rights. We got to have law and order here. And and there was no reason for them to be there, much less. Busting down the door. They kicked in the door. They broke into their house. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, I, I, I can keep going. I mean, I mean, keep in mind this person that I called a serial killer who put the gun in the mouth of Michael Corey Jenkins' mouth and pulled the trigger. We, we are talking about... As he lay down there on the ground bleeding, that man and those other guys let him lay there and 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 almost die. They did not call the the EMTs. They did not call the ambulance. They sat there and decided how they were going to plant a gun and plant drugs on them to make them the bad guys that we're trying to do with every single one of these cases. Right, and me... that's why it's so dangerous. It's speculating about what could have gone on over there is is so dangerous and so wrong because we've got to put the responsibilities on the cops. They're supposed to be the professional ones. They're supposed to be the ones that are dealing with a mental health check that have to step above it. They're the ones that, uh, you know, one-third of the people killed by police last year were fleeing, running away, or driving away. That's not a death sentence. we got to expect some professionalism from the cops. But those men didn't ask for any of this notoriety in Rankin County. They did. I mean, they... Let me ask you this. They used the bathroom on their do, do Do you think, you know, that every situation that happens with the cops and a black a white cop black person do you think every one of those are because of racism no okay i think i think it would it would be it would be disingenuous and naive of us to to not say uh race isn't a part of it as well uh but no there's there's all sorts of yeah no all right, I got a I got a text in from from a law enforcement officer that says, "Do do you not feel like maybe this is a?" I'm just going to read the exact text here, so bear with me one second here. I thought I had it up. Yeah, it says, I "Always refer to people 
as subjects until they are arrested or enough info reveals to arrest. He goes, in Rankin County, there was, is a small percentage where the culture is, this is Rankin County. I didn't see it as a racial issue. That culture is equally against poor white folks. And I know that because of the use yeah. of the N-word and all that stuff got thrown around, and therefore, it, mm-hmm. it, once you do that, it, it, regardless of any other circumstances, that immediately may, means it has to be about racism. But I, I do agree, and I know a bunch of poor white folks and that have been mm-hmm. equally uh, as done wrong. Now, have they, had a, have they had their jaw shot off? No, you know, that I'm aware of. But as you mentioned, a white guy going through a mental health thing died. But I got a yeah. friend. I got a friend. Um, I, I'm hesitant to just mention people's names because I don't know if they want their personal business drug out on the radio. But I got a friend. We'll call him Adam, who went through a whole lot of crap with some of these very guys over years and years and years, and and was and was celebrating when they got arrested, you know, because of the times he got spent he spent in jail and things that allegedly happened to him. And it, I mean, there's a bunch of these stories out there where it seems like maybe it's a it, it's a, a toxic culture more than just a, a racism thing. And I, I think that's an important an important detail here as a Rankin County citizen. You know, I, I don't people are embarrassed by this racism stuff. People in Mississippi, man, we have a complex about that's why I fight so hard about what I think is not racism. And of course, that gets confused as racism. When you're, because you're supposed to just, anytime somebody says this is racist, we're supposed to just say, okay, yeah, you're right, it's racist. Who am I to argue? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm clay, and that's why, I, and I'm going to argue if I don't think something's racism, I'm not going to just go along to get along. So I, I don't know if that necessarily had a point with that, but I, calling I everything racist, calling everything racist creates this issue where it's putting everybody, right. it's putting everybody in a really tense, PTSD type situation every time they get pulled over by the cops because they think, oh my God, I'm black, they're white, I'm about to be racismed against. Yeah, um, I think I, I, I think that that uh, comment that you brought up from the Leo is, is a good one. I mean, absolutely. More and more, I mean, I think Policing in America's foundation is racist and comes from racist past. You know, policing was developed for slave patrols. A lot of the laws we have today are straight from black codes, but it is directly affecting poor whites now. As, hey, as hold, policing hold that, evolves. Hold, hold that thought. we got we got to take our last break here because we got our hard okay. break coming up. Hold tight. We'll be right back with Walt Kelly. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We've got about a minute left here with Walt. Walt, I want to say one thing in closing. And I I think a lot of people, uh, and this is from conversations I've had with people on my side about stuff, I think a lot of people want to see equal outrage. I, when I want to see people in the black community get as upset about black-on-black crime um, as they do when the police kill somebody that's black. Now, I'm not saying that, Every situation where the police kill somebody that is uh, just because they were resisting. Some stuff obviously is wrong. And I know we would like to see them get just as mad when they're killing each other in an industrial clip like they did over Meridian this weekend at that mass shooting. Uh, one guy gets killed, three get shot, and it barely makes the news. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I do find the whole black-on-black crime pretty racist. Uh, I, I, I think that you know, white-on-white crime is more prevalent than black-on-black crime. Crime just, that's how that's how it works. Crime is a matter of proximity. 
And, and since we live in a segregated society, crime happens where you are. Very self-segregated. So, too. I've uh, done several shows about this, on, and I pointed the finger at both sides. And we're actually off the air, but I'm still recording here. I pointed the finger at both sides for this. Like, we, so much was fought to desegregate, and now we've all gone and resegregated ourselves. The black blacks do it. Because, look, I grew up in Jackson and lived in Jackson, which is a predominantly black city, for a long time. And I've watched blacks segregate themselves from whites, and I've watched whites do the same exact thing. You know, so yeah. it's, it's very interesting how that's worked. And maybe society is better off just letting people do what they want to do. If they want to come together, they can. There's plenty of people that do. But I, I think forcing people to have to uh, creates unique situations. And social media is a great example. You look under the comment sections of some of these uh, these news posts, for example, you know, that are extremely divisive posts intended to drive uh, negative engagement. And I think you can see what happens when you get a bunch of people that otherwise would have never been in a room together with from just completely different backgrounds, political leanings, religions, everything, and you get them to talking about very divisive topics, they're going to say some screwed up stuff, you know? Yeah, no doubt about it. And, I mean, I people, you know, want to think that, you know, I'm not talking about the white people being killed by police. Um, but I do. There's a, you know, Hunter Britton, a 17 year old white kid in Cabot, Arkansas. Um, I've, I've got a playlist full of videos about him. Uh, you know, there's Anthony Allegrini out in, in New Jersey that's happened. And, uh, it's, it's happening there too. I, I speak out against police violence. Yes, one of the equations in police violence, and, and, and I back that you, up. I, I, I've watched enough of your videos and talked to you, so I'm saying this for everybody to listen. Walt also, as he says, he does discuss uh, when white people have been killed by cops too. Walt, I've I, I've got to let the next host in. I will give you a call I back. Hey, we're going to do this again. We're going to do this long form here soon so we can really talk these topics through without having to do commercial breaks and all of that stuff. Because I think we got a good three-hour Joe Rogan-style podcast ahead of us where we can really air this out. So, Walt, thank yeah, you for I taking the time this morning. Yeah, I think it's good for the people. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Walt. Thank you, sir. All right, have a great Thanks day. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh, as always, bye. All right. Uh, that little extra for you guys on the podcast, that last couple minutes there was not aired on the radio. So y'all have a blessed day. I'll be back here tomorrow. I've got Joe Exotic's lawyer going to be here with me. That's right. The Tiger King's lawyer who's working on his appeal will be live on the Clay Edwards show for the whole second hour, 8 to 9. Talk